0: There's an old saying in Tennessee, I
1: know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If hey, fool me, we can't get fooled again.
0: So, uh, Roddy, you're just getting back from uh, Alaska, With huh?
1: Mike, the yes. <laughs>
0: whoa! whoa.
2: Sorry, I didn't know that was
0: coming. That was uh,
2: that was pretty sweet. That was good, right? <laughs> you get to, what are you you hiring out on Fiverr and getting people <laughs> to do uh, some intros? Is that what that is? No, that was me. That's actually me. That's you. That's me doing a doing a little voice work. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: you know, uh, the man of a thousand voices is what they used to call me.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, <laughs> they all sounded the same. <laughs>
0: I could go a little bit high, a little bit low, and that's about that's about my my range. Your (laughs) range.
2: So, uh, how was Alaska? It was beautiful. That place is gorgeous.
0: Yeah, those pictures. I I was looking at those last night. They looked great.
2: Yeah, we're gonna. We got more that we're gonna be posting later. From we did one of those glacier cruises. Oh, they pull up. Yeah, look at a glacier, and it all starts falling apart, and. Oh, where they're melting, the ice cap type of thing? Oh, well, no, they're just, they're constantly falling apart because they're, you know, it's basically just a big, you know, sheet of ice that just moves. And once it hits the salt water, it starts breaking apart.
0: Oh, okay. I mean,
2: people use it. They say, look, this is proof of global warming. (laughs) It's like, no, it's, this is what glaciers do. And they've always done it.
0: Right. Are they the ones that have like the blue waterfall coming down
2: the middle of them? There's a, we didn't see any of those ones, but yeah, they're like, yeah, it's like blue ice. It's so cool looking.
0: Oh, that's Just, awesome. It's, it's amazing.
2: What parts did you visit while you were there? Uh, I was in, uh, Anchorage and then, um, uh, uh, was it, Melissa? Uh, I forget <laughs> how you say it. And then we went up memorable. north. He took us up north to the town that was based on, uh, that uh, was it Northern Exposure was based on.
0: Oh, it's just a, okay.
2: It's a bunch of hippies just went up there and started a town. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bunch of weirdos, and it's <laughs> so cool. I'm like, I love weirdos.
0: So you were the normal guy when you I were there. The nor- yeah, I, feel, <laughs> I fit in.
2: I was like, this is awesome. Down in the states, I look weird. Up here in Alaska, I just blend. You blend in. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's camo. You're like, wearing camo.
2: I was like, this is my people.
0: Were you do? Did you do comedy every night?
2: Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did three three nights: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We did. Uh, it was a, Well, he had had a bigger show lined up for Friday, and it fell through. Mm. And so he last minute threw together this thing at a VFW club. We just did kind of a fundraiser for a vets group.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
2: And then uh, Saturday night was our big show uh, in Walissa. Walissa, I think that's how you say. I forget. I'm getting old. It all just starts blending. It does, doesn't it? Could it? be manila. I don't know. Uh, but it was at a Harley dealership. Oh, no way. Yeah, they cleared they cleared out all the, the bikes and uh we, and they set it up and the night before they had uh, like a Alaskan professional fighters entertainment or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was like cool. they were doing a fighting. Yeah, there? The ultimate. Yeah, ultimate. Yeah, uh, like UFC. Yeah. fighting, but it was like the local thing. Oh,
0: that's awesome! And they did they do it there in the Harley? Yeah, in the Harley place. Really? Yeah. Is so it big?
2: It was, yeah, it was good size. I mean, it's about uh, we had about 150 people at the show. So no way. That was kind. Of, it was fun.
0: Yeah, that's great, especially for Alaska, because I imagine they they probably don't get a lot to.
2: Well, and they've been you know they've been locked up like everybody else, and so. On right. top of being Alaska, right? And then yeah, they shut down. Being shut down normally, anyway. But then again, <laughs> they're used to it. Yeah. But then again, people that live in Alaska. They move to Alaska because of social social distancing,
0: <laughs> because that's what they want. That's They
2: don't want to be around other <laughs> right. people. Right. But occasionally, yeah. you know, you need some, you know, need some interaction. So that's what I can right. provide. Right. Give them some jokes.
0: Is it like was it a special event to bring you in, or was, or do they do um comedy there all the time.
2: Oh no, this was a new thing to do. Well, it, the, okay. the guy the guy who who set it all up, he's a fan. Oh, okay. And you know, I told I told people I said, "Well, if you want to see me, you got to call the clubs or just set up a show and I'll come do it." Right. And so he called me and said, hey, uh, I do – he does these promotions for, like, tr- uh, trade shows, you know, like okay. hunting and fishing trade shows. And everybody comes and sets up booths. And everybody wanders around. and
0: Yeah, I've seen those at, at, like, expos where they, yeah, that, they bring you up to Alaska to
2: – Yeah, so they, they do yeah. – he does those. And so he so he decides this is a new thing. He's going to promote comedy, and he's going to try to figure it out with me.
0: Okay. So, so you he, were the guinea pig. I
2: was the guinea pig. Mm. And so we got up this, so it was kind of a, you know, we had quite a, quite a learning curve, uh, how to do do it how not to do it and just, uh, but it was fun. We did, like I said, we did that show. And then, then the, my, my favorite part of the whole weekend though, was Sunday we went up, like I said, we did the glacier cruise. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was in Whittier, Alaska. Do you, yeah, you ever, I've I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It was this place that was built back in World War II because it was impossible to get to. Oh, so they did like this uh, secret army slash navy base. So, so
0: they had like, okay, yes.
2: They did uh, submarines and stuff. Or yes. well, they had like one building that everybody lived in, and mm-hmm. then when everybody when the world was over, the the army was like, yeah, we don't want this place. This is stupid <laughs> right and so they left and so the state of alaska acquired it and then they just turned it into a town and everybody lives in one building
0: Well, wow. so the base isn't there anymore or no, it's the still there but it's no not they in they, use.
2: they say that there's a secret base on across the bay that's underground okay that yeah no one knows about uh-huh. it, but i was like well if you know about it then it's not then it's, it's not secret. secret and if they're telling so, everyone yeah, but <laughs> right. I, I mean, I didn't see any subs so, so Right. So, um, so yeah, it was, and the other thing was this: this inlet is so deep that the military also used it uh, uh, for World War II. That they just dumped a bunch of junk down there. They didn't want to take anywhere. Oh, you know, so like they, that's where it, they disposed. Like if, yeah, like they had a sub that they didn't want. It was, it was beyond repair. Mm-hmm. So instead of just you know taking it somewhere, they just sunk it. And, in this bay.
0: Really? Yeah. So it's just a bunch of junk. Yeah, th- but it's little- so
2: far down, there's no way you could ever get to so it. So you
0: can't see anything.
2: You can't see anything. This thing, but this place wow. is beautiful. Right. You know, and then we did it there. There's a little inn there, there's a little restaurant and a bar, and we did the show in a bar. And those places,
0: those places were always, I, I never did Alaska, but like places like that where they were off in like a little ski town or, and you do it in like a lodge. Oh, I always yeah. enjoyed those. Those were,
2: Yeah. Sun, uh, there's a sun Valley up in Idaho. Sun Valley. Yeah. Did that one. There was oh, like
0: I- a deer lodge up in Montana. Did you ever do that one? It's called deer lodge.
2: Oh, up by Coeur d'Alene. I think it is. Ah, uh,
0: I don't know. It's up by, uh, I don't know. they all blend together. I know they do. They do. I think I might even be getting that wrong. But I think, but that's kind of what I have in my head as you're yeah. explaining that. And it, it was, yeah. No, go ahead.
2: Well, did you ever do Miles City, Montana? Yes, that was. Is the that weirdest. the one by Canada? Yeah, it's like really close. Yeah, up there, and and it's weird because the entire town comes out. Yes. And the place is packed. Those are the best. And people have to show up at like noon to reserve seats yeah. and they'll lay out blankets and stuff and yeah. sit there to protect their seats. Yeah. So they get in the room. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember pulling into town
0: and seeing them all waiting in line. And I'm like, what? I asked the front desk because I was checking in. I'm like, what are all those people They're camping really? out for? They're all for you. I'm, for all <laughs> I'm all me. I'm nobody. Why would they be here for me? But yeah, it's awesome.
2: Oh, they treat you like you're a rock star. Oh, it's, it's amazing because
0: so awesome. nobody ever goes up to these small towns. So when someone does, they appreciate it so oh, much. Oh yeah,
2: they show up in droves mm-hmm. and just and if you yeah, bring merch, great. they buy all of it. It's awesome. Do you
0: so? Are you taking? Um, are you selling shirts and stuff after shows?
2: I am now for the first time ever. Yeah, it's mostly because people kept asking about you. it, and so we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why you want my face on your body, <laughs> and your chest, but okay, I'll do I, it. I would, I do. You I asked me, you. Give me some, give me some money. I'll <laughs> let's do this. Let's right, make this arrangement. Right, and
0: people are wanting your shirt because over the pandemic, you've had a couple videos go viral.
2: Well, maybe a dozen. Um, <laughs> let's just say, let's just say, every time I post a video, it goes viral. Every time now, just well, usually they get over a hundred thousand views. All right, what Facebook.
0: what's the threshold to for you to be able to call it viral?
1: I,
2: I'm not sure. Okay, what the standard is?
0: I think a hundred thousand is good.
2: You think? Uh, yeah, hundred. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of a hundred thousand, then like you know another handful that have all done over millions.
0: So where do you? So you just started it because you were bored during the pandemic, nothing else to do.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> That was it. It was just like, I got, I got nothing else to do. I'm right. Make dumb videos.
0: And how do you think it caught, started catching on? How do you think?
2: I Well, the one in particular was, uh, you know, there's a, a local comic who posted uh, a smart alecky uh, post uh, just saying, Is this is right as the, you know, the George Floyd riots were starting right. up and okay. everything. And, you know, everybody had an opinion about everything. Yeah. And uh yeah. so, so he posts, he says, Hey, does anybody have any idea what's going on? I haven't heard. <laughs> and Okay. Uh, and so I did a video, you know, a smart ass video right. in response to him. And it was just a short one. I was getting ready to go to the airport. And we were getting ready to fly out and I was waiting for my wife to get in the car and mm-hmm. I saw his post and I thought I'm gonna instead of just writing something, I thought I'm gonna make a video. Right. And so I did the video in the character that I've been working on. Okay. And you know, and so it's me standing in the woods with the, you know, you know bib overalls. Right. Because when I fly, I like the bib overalls because you got pockets, to put all your stuff in. You
0: look like um, you know? someone from the Appalachians. Yes. Is that how you say it? Appalachian? Appalachian. Appalachian mountains. Yes, I yeah. look like someone. Someone from
2: Moonshiners.
0: Yes. You ever watch that? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, with the beard and everything. Right. And uh the video just took off. And uh
0: what were you talking about? It just were you mimicking him?
2: Uh no, I was like uh I would say okay, so the thing you gotta remember is uh no, it's the one where it's um so I'll pull it. It's, it's the one that says the best explanation for twenty twenty.
0: Oh, okay. I've got it. Okay. The red shirt, bibo roll So, should we play it?
2: Yeah, let's play it.
0: Okay. Let me see if this is gonna work here.
1: Um. So, <clears throat> so the most important thing uh, you gotta remember is, you know, okay. So, so some, so some, some people were, you know, they were doing some stuff, and then, uh, and then other people were like, hey, don't, do, don't do that stuff, and then other people <laughs> like. Hey, yeah, they should do you know that stuff. It's good that they're doing that stuff, and then the other people are like, I don't think they should be doing that stuff, and and then uh, and then uh, and then the thing and then the thing and then, you know thing uh, the the one the do so things are like <clears throat> uh, uh, so uh, it, uh, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that. Um, uh, in conclusion, I have, I have no idea. <laughs>
2: this is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. <laughs> but ex- the facial expressions top it too. As you're coming through your wild hair, your
0: wild man hair, and... <laughs> and adjusting your overalls <laughs> and then, and then uh just the confusion. Oh, that's awesome. That's hilarious. So that's the one that started it all?
2: That was the one. Well, I, I didn't think in, in more than 6 people were ever going to see this dumb <laughs> right. thing. But I posted it to his thread uh-huh. and it did, you know, got a few likes and I thought, you know, this is so stupid. I'm going to post it to my main page. Right. So I did without any real explanation, and it just it just took off.
0: So you po- you had no caption, you just posted it.
2: Yeah, I think I might have said something like, "Hey, uh, here's here's what's going on," or something like that. Right. And it just, and it got re-memed into all these different things. Oh my gosh, then, that's incredible! Yeah. And the,
0: how does? How do you think it happened? Are people sending it to other people? Like,
2: yeah, it was a common. Well, there was one in particular. This gal, she was a nurse, Mm -hmm. and she she memed it and put the the caption was "night shift reporting to day shift." (laughs) You know, (laughs) they're handing over.
0: (laughs) Right, I got you.
2: And that just, I have so many nurses who are my followers who, who follow me now that if I ever. If I ever have oh. to go get medical attention, I'll be well taken care of. But oh, yeah, that's, that's a so nice wild, perk. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yes, because yeah, just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I started getting all these requests from people who were, you know, were nurses and doctors, and really, and you know, our first reaction was obviously they're fake. Okay, There's you think they're Russian of, bots? Yeah, Russian bots <laughs> or a bunch of you know Kenyans trying to get me. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's always you know oh doctor so and so who lives in Canada City Canada you know that right kind of weird thing <laughs> right but they were actual it was actual they were real people. people it was real people it was crazy that's incredible
0: and then how long do you notice like how far after like how long after you post it do you notice that um, something's happening
2: it, when it you know like I said I posted it as I was getting on a plane and then I flew okay. to Utah. By the time I landed, it was, had over twenty thousand views, which is more than any video I'd ever had. That 20, usually 000. to get anything close to that would usually take quite a bit, right? You know, take take some time. And all yeah. of a sudden, this was in you know within a few hours.
0: Oh my gosh! And
2: once it hit about fifty thousand, that's when other people started remeeming it, and then it just really took off.
0: Okay. All right, and then your so all the, do all of your channels take off at that point, or all do your social medias?
2: Um, yeah, it all just sort of yeah, everything just started picking up and just started going crazy, and then we we ended up starting a fan club page. Really? Because I, I maxed out on how many fan you know you you can only have five thousand friends. Okay. Yeah. So I maxed out on that. And Jeez. And it's just it that's incredible So we just yeah it's been nuts that has and
0: it's cause you've been doing comedy how stand up how long like 25 oh, 20,
2: years 22
0: years now 22 now. years and and it's just something freaky that you didn't even think twice about
2: yeah it was literally just a half thought that i had and i, I just ran into the woods next to my house and made the dumb video just to make one person laugh <laughs> Basically <laughs> you were just replay. That's incredible. That was it. It was just, there's nothing planned. I didn't even know what I was going to say until I turned on the camera <laughs> and just started buttering to <laughs> myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is hilarious. Cause I think, have you ever done that character
2: on stage? I I had kind of. I think. Over, over. over, Well, (laughs) okay. I did this one gig uh, one time where we were in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Okay. And we had to do this other show down near Boise. Mm -hmm. But it was like huge snowstorms were coming through. So we had to leave at like four in the morning to get down there. And it was, you know, basically whiteout conditions almost the whole way. So it's. We're, 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 crawling along. So mm-hmm. by the time we get there, I mean, you're just, you're just emotionally and physically yeah.
0: exhausted. Cause you're white knuckling it for hours yeah, and hours. You're just, and yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. And so you're I get spent. there
2: and then we, we get it, we get there and they're like, uh, uh, we have like half an hour before oh, okay. the show starts. Ugh. So we had time to go check in the hotel and then run back to the, to the gig. And yeah. I was just so tired. Oh. And yeah. so I, I I started thinking how to get through this, and my grandfather was a was an alcoholic. Okay. And he used to just sit there, and he would sit at the kitchen table, and when we'd come over and visit me and my cousin, he wouldn't let us go outside until we sat down, and listened to a story, or he told you know taught us right. a lesson or something. Yeah. And it was usually you know like you said he's drunk most of the time, <laughs> so he's just me meandering all over the freaking place. And then all right. of a sudden he would just say something brilliant and then call us knuckleheads and get it. Tell us, to get out. Of oh, really? And so I just remembered that. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this entire our set as my grandfather. <laughs>
0: so this is your grandpa. This is your this impression is, of your this grandpa.
2: Is my impression of my grandfather. When I was a kid, oh, was a kid. that's awesome. he would just sort of, he would just, he would just mumble. And, <laughs> and Let me tell you what, what, And you know what, those people, they didn't appreciate it at all. (laughs) They didn't appreciate anything
1: at all we did for them. So you need to learn to appreciate everybody. People do nice things for you all the time. You should appreciate it. Because you don't appreciate things that people aren't going to, they're not going to appreciate you. You need
2: to appreciate other people if they're going to appreciate you. Right. Now get out of my face. And so I did the entire set, just sort of this half half coherent thing. And the great thing about it was I only blew through like 15 minutes of material for a 35 minute set. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and it, cause part of it was just the whole, the beandering and they're just, right. they're just laughing to the whole, I mean, before they I say a word, them. they're laughing. Really? Yeah. So, and you so know, you have something there. So okay. yeah, yeah. When I get, cause I'm just kind of walking up there and just half dazed and right. You know, they assume I'm drunk or high or something. <laughs> Which you are most and of so, the time. But so I kind of joking, joking. played with it over the years. Yeah. And then just before all this, uh, but a year and a half ago, I have a friend who uh, is also a comedian who's a life coach. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he's always posting these videos about, hey, you know, needing to believe in yourself. And, <laughs> uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. So I was watching it one morning. He's, he's standing in the hallway and he's, he's looking at the. he says, hey, you know what? I just want you to know that... Uh, you're already good enough. <laughs> you already deserve to be happy. And if you're looking for an excuse, if you're looking for someone to tell you that you need approval, I'm here to give you that approval. <laughs> and it was just so corny. <laughs> and I thought that's is it. he telling this to you or is this something this he's is, posting? Is, this is a post. it's okay. he hey, right. just, just one of those. Yeah. Hey, you know, this isn't one of my normal posts. This is just something I just thought. I just want to <laughs> throw this out to you, you know. One of these things. Right, and it just made okay. yeah, me
1: laugh so much, and I thought, that's it.
2: That's it. My guy is the world's worst motivational speaker. Oh, He's the world's worst oh, that's life brilliant. coach. brilliant. And so everything oh. I do is, you know, I mean, I'm just coming up with the most corny and ridiculous <laughs> things to say.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: And and it's turned into this other world. It's turned into something I never expected it to. Oh, it's, my it's gosh. It's been amazing.
0: So since since that's happened and you're starting to go out doing shows again, do people want you to? Are you just doing that? That guy. On
2: I, stage I, now? I I I tap into it, but I still do my other stand up. Okay, you know, I do. I'm doing other characters and okay. just, having, just having a lot of fun.
0: Do you feel like people know it's a character, or like when they get well, there? I've
2: had people actually get really mad at me when they find out it's not a real really person that it is a character.
0: So is this like at the show? Did this happen in the Well, last no, it time? was,
2: you know, like people online. Oh, you know, okay. They would see the videos and they'd right. oh, this guy's everything to me. And then they would <laughs> keep looking and they find out, wait, this dude's a normal guy. Oh. This dude's.
0: So you crushed and their so dreams. They
2: crushed their dreams because they were oh. really. They felt so connected to this guy, you know, Leonard. I call him Leonard. Leonard, okay. Leonard what? McCrunsky. McCrunsky? Yeah. Okay. And. And they feel so connected. They're like, ah, oh, they feel betrayed. Now, I My favorite right. one, though, was this guy wrote. He said, look, I really connected with this guy. And he's just, he's changed my life. And, and because I've just, you know, I was in this weird funk. And all of a sudden, yeah. watching these videos, I realized life's okay. I'm, everything's, you know. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. I'm going to be okay. That's That feels good. Yeah. And, and then he goes, and when I realized that it was just a character it I, I I'll be honest with you I was a little upset, um because I felt let down, oh, and then he goes no. but then I realized wow what a brilliant character yeah and you played it perfectly I had no idea that this was not real yeah now, now I love you even more <laughs>
1: oh there you go guys. so it was sort of like.
2: Uh, he went know, through he, phases he went through these <laughs> phases and I said I think a lot of people go and kind of go through that it's oh like,
1: oh my god oh,
2: this isn't real <laughs> oh, but it created something that was real right this is this is pure genius oh you know man. that kind of, yeah. that kind of thing so it's kind of so most people they're
0: okay with it after they yeah yeah process yeah. It.
2: I mean uh, there's there's weirdos out there who just want to be mad about everything so.
0: right do you get a lot of hate too from it?
2: Not, not so much. I did kind of at first. Most mm. of the people just go, "Oh, you're just an idiot." This is good, you know. Right. I had one guy was like, uh, "You're just, uh, you're just a one trick pony. All you do is these videos." And I'm going, <laughs> "You ever tried Google?" My <laughs> hey, freaking crap! I got 200 videos. It, yeah. Yeah, YouTube. Why, they're not all the
0: same thing. And you've got a don't. bunch of stand up on there, right?
2: Yeah, I got stand up. I did uh, Santa Claus as a stand up. That one's that was fun. You were you
0: were
1: Santa Claus doing, doing stand
2: up? I, I Santa Claus doing stand up. Oh,
1: but I didn't. Oh, do,
2: that's so good. most people who do Santa Claus doing stand up, they always go dirty. Okay, so it's a, just an excuse to wear a bad Santa suit until dick jokes.
0: Okay, do I do, you actually, do that.
2: I actually played it straight up that, like, mm. I was really Santa.
0: That's smart.
2: And it, That's good. it was fun.
0: How did It went over well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Are you going to pull that out, like, on Christmas, Christmas time? Yeah, I'm thinking about doing, like, yeah. a
2: whole one-man show at Santa Claus. That
0: would be great. Yeah. I don't think anybody's – have you ever heard of anybody doing anything? There's
2: people who've done, like, short plays and – Okay. Like, the Reindeer Chronicles and that kind of weird stuff. But no one's ever actually done –
0: that would be good. Santa
2: straight up. Because, you know, you yeah. think about this character who's been around for hundreds of years. Right. And has lived through all kinds of things. He's going to have an interesting opinion. He's going right? to have a lot of stories. And so that's why I thought I'm going to tap into that.
0: Oh, my gosh. That, possibilities are endless. Like, my mind's racing as we're just sitting here for a second. Like, all the stuff you could do with it. Playing it straight.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's great.
2: You know, he can go into his... History, science, right?
0: Because he's been, he has, it's been around for thousands, hasn't it, or yeah. hundreds?
2: Yeah, a couple. Of, well, yeah, I'll have to look up the whole story. Yeah, because I was a long time. I ago. was going to do a whole thing where I was going to tell the story of Santa from Santa's perspective. Right,
0: that would be good. I don't think anything's happened, anything like that's done. Yeah. and you could make it great because you look like Santa now,
2: just yes, like the do. thing. So you don't have to wear. Well, people get mad at me because they, they say I'm too skinny. But I'm like I'm the, I'm a health conscious Santa.
1: <laughs> right, he's been You're
2: around for a couple. Of, he's he's been yeah. around for a couple hundred years. He finally figured out how to lose weight. Calm
0: R- down. <laughs> right, you have lost a lot of weight. Actually, I was just telling you that when you were walking up. Is it? Are you like a health guy now?
2: I'm tr- trying to be. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: is it new or is it set me? I've been always working on? been
2: fairly healthy, and then for uh, just life got ahead of me, and, you know, right. I think most of the time that. We've hung out like when you were doing comedy and stuff. I was yeah. usually hovering around two hundred and ninety pounds. You were at two ninety yeah. because
0: you were never like big. You were you always thick. Like I always thought of you as like a muscly guy. You kind of yeah. I was
2: yeah. I was just just big, but yeah. Right. But, but there was a lot of fat. Was that too? Well, but yeah, I, I, I'd always worked out. Yeah, you know, stayed f- stayed fit, but I was fat, and then I, I finally uh, just. The last couple of years, I've just been trying to thin down.
0: Was it catching up with you health wise, or?
2: Oh yeah,
0: was it? Yeah. yeah, were you having health problems with it?
2: Yeah, you know, and your start, parts of your body start going numb. You were going like, numb. How, yeah, oh. Di- diabetes.
0: Oh, do you have diabetes, or you were yeah, getting that type
2: two? Uh, yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah.
0: So that's why you've gotten yeah, smelt. So I've had
2: to, Yeah, I've had to. Really cut back on.
0: Wow. Stuff, so. Oh, I didn't know that. How how has that been going? Do, can you manage it? If you're taking care of your health, is it manageable? Yeah, type,
2: type two, at least, yeah, mine, I can just take care of it with my diet. And it then just, if it gets out of hand, then what do you have to do? I just stop eating. You stop eating? Well, you, your body doesn't. If your blood sugar is, you know, 200, you don't need food. Your body has all the energy it needs.
0: So what what is it exactly? Your body can't... Uh, yeah, you become
2: you become insulin resistant. So, when you, when you eat sugar, your body uses insulin to drive the blood sugar levels down. Okay. Um, and then it converts, your body converts that sugar to, to energy. Well, when you're insulin resistant, you can't, your body stops. It's, you've just had so much sugar or whatever. Right. Uh, that your body just can't keep up with it. Okay. And... So that sugar just sits in your system for a long time.
0: So it just, it has nowhere to go until yeah, you get Yeah, it's got nowhere insular. to go because your okay. body won't
2: burn it up. Oh, gotcha. So you got to, you got to do things to, so if you just stop eating, right, which is the easiest thing to do, and then your blood sugar levels go down, you just have to kind of, it's weird because you're like, okay, I can't eat candy bars because they're going to kill me. But then oh all of a gosh. sudden you get to a point where your blood sugar drops so low that you have to hurry and eat a candy bar. To get it back Get your up. sugar back, back up. Oh, so it's a weird wow. balance, but, you know, once you find it, it's... It's manageable. It's manageable. Do you yeah. ever
0: have to do the insulin stuff?
2: No, I haven't had to right. do that yet, no. So that's good. Uh, part of that is just, you know, just... Taking care of taking it. Taking care of it. Staying right. on the diet.
0: Well, that's good. Um, I I That's crazy. I had no idea. Well, you look great.
2: Well, thank you. You're welcome. You.
0: You're welcome. You said you were... Look, I want to go back to the movie for just a second. You said you were flying um, to Utah or from Utah.
2: Um, oh, on the video. Yeah, I when you made flying your video from Connecticut to Utah. Connecticut. Are you still? Are, yeah, I still have a home in Connecticut. So you're still. So you lived out
0: here, and then you moved to Connecticut, and that now you're going back and forth.
2: Yes, but we're trying to sell the house in Connecticut, so we're going to be going back there in the next week or two and try to. Sell off all of our stuff and get the house listed and just be done with it.
0: So you're you guys are done with Connecticut forever? Yeah.
2: Well, no. I mean, I still have a lot of friends and connections. I'll still go back there, but we're not going to live in Connecticut anymore. Right. We're going to so. maintain a house there.
0: Okay. Is it? Cause you guys, why did you guys move there? You guys were living here, and well, you moved there for was it a job? Another a job opportunity? Yeah. We. Uh,
2: yeah, Tressa, she's a. a architect draftsman person oh that's and right so she got a your job. Wife. Yes. yes she got a job in texas so we moved to texas first and we oh. were there for about a year and a half okay and then she got a better offer for a place in connecticut so we moved there okay and then we I was doing uh these weird uh mortgage inspections
1: that's right that a that's way to what, make some yeah. money from
2: so i could felt like i was contributing to some degree <laughs> right and then it started doing so well that my wife quit her $25 an hour job uh, to take over the business that I was running. Oh, and my so we've been doing that up until, well, the uh, pandemic basically destroyed the business.
0: Oh, no. So that's why you're done with your yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Because of
2: all the, the moratorium they put on the mortgage industry okay. uh, because of COVID. Right. Then the whole – because there were all these – inspections that had to be done by the required by the federal government. Yeah. Because of COVID, they just put a moratorium on them and that basically just shut my whole business down.
0: Oh, so that killed it completely. Yeah. And what were you doing? You were you were inspecting the homes when people were buying them?
2: Well when you like if you have a mortgage Uh and your mortgage gets bought by another mortgage company. Okay. The new mortgage company will send us to verify that you actually live there.
0: Oh, so you go check and make sure people still live at the house. And then
2: if people get, um, if a FEMA disaster gets declared somewhere, Mm -hmm. every home in that county that's part of the disaster has to be looked at by the mortgage company and then report back to the government that either it's been... Destroyed. It's either destroyed and being repaired or was not affected.
0: Okay. And so
2: there's all these weird reports that nobody knows why. Right. Uh, but they're required by the government. And the mortgage companies have to do them. But instead of hiring people, instead of having somebody in-house do them all the time, they just hire it out to other companies. And that's what I did, was I provided all these weird mortgage
0: How, how do you find out about something like that?
2: Um, I got into it because I was doing, uh, I was into mortgage, uh, doing mortgages and restructuring people's debt so they could, uh, put all their debt into their home and then pay it all off really quick. Okay. So, you know, debt free kind of thing. Right. And in doing that, I found out about these inspections. And so I started just doing it as a side thing. Right. And then uh, I started making more money doing that than I was doing lending. And so I just went and just did that. Because wow. it, it gave me a lot of flexibility, you know. Right. And yeah. And I could still do comedy and acting and, it was just all on my own schedule, and
0: that's great. It was kind of fun. That is because if that supplements all your comedy, that's and your wife quit her, her nice big job. Yeah,
2: it got to the point that's where a, we were losing money every time she went to work because of really? the inspections that we weren't getting done because she was at work. And then we oh had a, we gosh. had at one point in time almost seventy people working for us. You had seventy employees. Yeah, so it, it was, was doing that really big. well. Yeah, well, they were all. Uh, Contra, private contractors because they're all because of the, the way it's done because we can't control their what they do and we just give them the work and then they get it done and they get paid
0: right were you are you the, were you the only show in town basically that was doing it
2: um in uh, for a while yeah we had a few areas where we were the only ones but over the years hmm. people figured it out you know when the housing crisis came we went gangbusters and then a whole oh. bunch of people got into the business because of it. And uh, now it's just sort of this, it, it's kind of turned into this stupid thing where they were like, okay, we're going to have more inspections. Because also if you get delinquent, if you, as soon as you miss a payment, the more, uh, federal government requires them to go and verify that the house is still okay. Okay. And, you know, we just drive by and see if somebody's there, take a picture, make sure the house is
0: so occupied. if you see a car or a light on then you know. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's all you had to do?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Just verify somebody lives there and that's it. Most of the time they don't even know you're ever there.
0: Wow. That's cool. So that's it. that's it. You don't even have to let them know. And then do
2: you charge the homeowner
0: or do you charge the bank the bank? Well,
2: the it char- ultimately it charges the bank, but then the bank just adds that as to one of the fees. Oh okay. And some of them handle it differently. Sometimes they actually charge you every time we come. Others uh, actually have it worked into the actual cost of the mortgage to begin with.
0: Oh, so they plan on it.
2: Yeah, they expect, yeah.
0: Okay. Weird. So it's,
2: it's just kind of weird
0: how... Yeah, yeah for sure. it is. And b- so before... So you're done with all that
2: now because the pandemic killed Yeah, it. the pandemic just basically took... Are it. you good with that or... Oh, w- yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been looking to get out of it for, for a while. Okay. And it just sort of you know just sort of worked out where that that fell apart at the same time you know my career actually started happening yeah so that's perfect actually yeah so the timing of it for us was pretty amazing
0: right that's perfect have you so before you went there you were you were pretty much the house mc at wise guys oh yeah
2: yeah when we first opened yeah it was uh, it, it was not it was not intended to be that way.
0: Yeah. How did all that, how did all that come about? Because I, I don't think I ever...
2: Well, Keith Stubbs, who owns Wise Guys, he was running shows at Broovie's downtown. Is okay. So like. Yeah. Um, and then he was also running shows at a pool hall up in Sugar House.
0: Oh, okay. And
2: I started doing shows at Jordan Commons in the theaters.
0: You were doing a competing show? Yeah, but key. I was
2: he he his was uh, twenty one and older shows. Oh, okay. I was doing all ages, so oh, I was okay. getting. Uh, I was focused on basically teenagers and high you know high school and
0: right. Like for dances, oh. I remembered a lot of people for dances would go to the Jordan
2: Commons. Yeah, yeah, they would come out. we yeah. we had hypnosis there. Yeah,
0: hypnosis, so the I hypnosis, saw hypnosis,
2: improv, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That that okay. I was the guy. At, I I was running all that. How did you get into the all the doing that? Um. I knew there was a guy named Vandermead. He was a hypnotist. He was like uh, a Oh. He was a big deal.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I remember the name. And knew he
2: had been doing shows there, but he had he'd, he had retired. Okay. And I'd last heard he, cuz he was doing theaters all over Salt Lake. And so I thought, you know, I can, I think I could do that. Yeah. I could bring in hypnotists and then in comedy and everything so. Right. Originally it was just to do comedy. Have, did you, but, have you started comedy at this point? Um, well, well, I saw that they had been doing hypnosis, but then it stopped. And so I went and asked. I said, well, do, you know, you're still doing that. And he goes, no, no. We're, okay. He's retired and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, you ever thought about doing comedy? At, these sh- things? at and the so theater, So we started working right. out. So I started bringing comedy. And I thought, well, I got more than one theater. I could do... More shows, so I got a hold of hypnotists. Yeah, and started bringing them in, and wow, uh, that's where I kind of got into the. You know, met a lot of hypnotists, and then improv troops, and um, right. So I just started having shows every weekend, and it was going pretty good, but it was still somewhat limited because I could only do it at certain times. Right. If I could do it, with the shows earlier, I, I felt felt like I get a bigger bigger crowd and. Me and Keith were talking, we was like, it would just be cool to just have a real, just actual, just club. Yeah. In Salt Lake. And, because it really wasn't There was one. nothing, yeah. Well, there was one, but the guy, was out in Midville, but the guy would never use any local comics. So, and it was always just really mm. filthy. Oh, okay. Like, to the point that it was like, it, it wasn't just about being funny. It, it was They niche. were trying to make a statement. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, his whole thing was, step out of Utah. Right. You, know, like, right you know it's you know that kind of weird yeah. it, that not. it's like yeah. if you don't like Utah, leave exactly shut up exactly idiots. was that at the mid midville theater midville theater yeah okay and wow. so i think it was called the comedy circuit
0: oh my gosh yes yeah holy cow yeah
2: okay yeah and in fact he had a sign that used i i thought this was funny he had a sign that said hey if you uh, we just want you to know that this is a comedy establishment And so if you've come here to be offended, let us just say, F off, (laughs) you stupid mother effers. Oh, my gosh. Um, If you get past this sign, it's all your effing fault. Don't ask for your (laughs) effing money back. As soon as you hand it to us, you're... Anyway, it just goes on and on and on oh and my basically gosh. just says if you're offended by anything past this point, F you. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> oh my god. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant.
1: Wow.
2: But um he's an angry man. He he had some issues. <laughs> he had some issues. <laughs> did you ever play there? I
0: mean, I'm I am guessing I, not. I actually did. You did.
2: Um, uh it was part I kind of snuck in. Okay. What it was was uh I had friends uh who were running uh Improv shows there. They were mm-hmm. running, like Im- they had rented the place to do an improv thing. Okay. And they were doing a fundraiser, like 24 hours of improv. and 24 they, hours straight? Yeah, they oh, just had constant gosh. comedies going for 24 hours. Wow. Raising money for something. Oh, okay. And uh, they invited me to come in and do a set and just do stand-up. Because it, was it wasn't It was just supposed to be improv. So I went and I did a set there. Okay, and he, the guy who ran, his name was Spin.
0: He, oh he, yes, yeah, yeah.
2: He, he brought me up, and uh, he hated local comics, so he never well, really. Huh? He just didn't think Utahs were funny. He didn't think Utahs were funny or could ever be funny. It's so why
0: open a club, a comedy club I, in Utah? I don't know. He had
2: issues, <laughs> and so uh, so he brought me up, and I and I, I had a great set, uh-huh. a really great set. Yeah, and. He even admitted I had a great set, but he still never used nice. me for anything. <laughs> but so I did. But I did get to play that stage, and he had to bring me on stage.
0: Oh, so he was and then the I MC. Killed. Is that yes. was he the MC there all the time? Right, all the time. And he thought he was funny, but
2: oh yeah, he would wear the feather boas, and he would come out singing. Uh, uh, and he was. He just had the worst, corniest, dumb jokes. Making, uh, you know, he made fun of funeral potatoes and fry sauce and. Uh huh. You know how stupid all the Mormons were. And, oh my gosh! You yeah, know, all that kind of crap. Bash
0: your audience. That's always a good way. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. Oh my god. But so, so Keith and I were talking, and it's like, well, it'd be cool to just have a real club. Right. So we started looking, and we started going, and we eventually found the place in um, West Valley. West Valley. That how West how goes. long do you two know each other before that? Do you two meet doing we, booking shows? We met. Um, in January of 2000.
0: Okay. Was it doing stand up?
2: Doing stand up. Okay. Yeah. There was an open mic at a VFW club, and I went up there and I met him and Bent Washburn and Scott Bennett all at the same time.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And started, and that's where they told me about broovies. So then I started going to broovies on the weekends just to help out. Right. And, you know, um, because they kept showing up, Keith let me do some time. And then eventually, I got the MC for him and right. But then he moved away. He went, He moved back to Washington, so he sh- shut down everything here. So I had nowhere else to do comedy. Oh. So that's when I started doing the theaters. And then he moved back and he started the thing at Fats up in Sugar House. Oh, okay. And it was just in that because I was helping him. He was helping me. He was still helping me book it. So it wasn't like we were in a competition. It was right. We were working with each other. You were working do you do together.
0: Okay. And
2: finally it was like, ah, oh, let's just do a real club. So I closed down everything I had going on at Commons, and he closed down Fats, and we found that place in a strip mall that used to be a church. That was a great, great club. It was awesome. It was
0: the best. That's still like my favorite of all the ones i it was I've a done.
2: It really, it really hurt to see that place it, go.
0: It did the sound. Everything was perfect. The sound system, like the crowd,
2: everything was perfect. Oh, it's just, it just, you felt, you felt the laughter. I yes. Mean, it, was just, it was, everybody just so right up close. Yes. The ceilings were low. Oh, yes. The sound was just, oh, it was just It just was brilliant.
0: Beautiful. It was. Every, no matter where you sat in there, the sound was perfect. You were right on top of the crowd, basically. It was just. Yeah,
2: there was not a bad seat. In no. The, in that room. At Nowhere. All. Me, it was just beautiful.
0: Yeah, loved it. It was great. And went so that was two thousand one. You start was that right so, before the Olympics?
2: Well, yeah. I met I met Keith in two thousand. We opened uh, Wise Guys February first two thousand one. Okay. Um, and then when the Olympics, this was brilliant of Keith. This is he called the comedy clubs in Atlanta because they had hosted the Olympics. Oh yeah. In 96? Asked, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he asked them, what happened? You know, did it? Did you, you know, they said, we geared up. We thought we were going to have a huge crowds and right. everything. So we brought in big names. And he said, what ended up happening was none of your locals, your regulars, will go because they assume it's going to be crowded. But none of the people who come in for the Olympics will go because it's, they only do stuff that's associated with the Olympics. Oh, and so he says. We he said this place turned into a ghost town until the Olympics were over. Oh, and I would so, never have thought of that. Yeah, and said plus genius. you can't. He says you can't get rooms for your comics because all the hotels are booked. And if you can not find oh. a room, that's astronomical prices. Right. He says it's just. He says Olympics just kill everything. Oh. And so Keith smartly he just just kind of booked it low key. Just used local headliners. And we just kind of maintained, uh, uh, you know, just maintained the the, the club, but didn't really right. go crazy for it. Did you notice the
0: same thing happen here?
2: It was basically, yeah. Yeah. The, like the first few nights, nobody came to anything because everybody was scared. Oh, that The crowds right. are going to be huge. Right. And then when everybody realized it wasn't that big of a deal, and the only place you had any problems was, you know, Park City and Heber. So... What'd right you, so then everything just kind of went back to normal
0: yeah and downtown didn't i thought i remembered didn't you guys have or didn't keith have or whoever it was have a show at the olympics like at yes. the concert thing
2: yeah we did a uh i actually performed in the olympic village you did
0: olympics. yeah how was that oh it was fun did it, was it did everybody speak english
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so they—that's that, one thing you find out is that when you go when you go to the especially the Winter Olympics, is that almost everybody across the whole world train in the United States. They all know each other. They all.
0: Oh really?
2: Yeah. we we hung out with I think it was the. Uh, where was it? Some. A bobsled team from them from uh, South Africa or not South Africa, but South America. Which one? Bolivia.
0: A bobsled team from Bob's Bolivia? Team, Bob
2: yeah. It turns out it was a bunch of guys from Houston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they did they have like bloodline from Bolivia? Is that how yeah, they their
2: of- parents were all from from Bolivia? And that's how they knew each other. But they all grew up in the United States. And they all wanted to go to the Olympics. And so they just decided, hey, we're going to become a bobsled team. So they That's uh, petitioned, <laughs> they petitioned uh, the country of uh, Bolivia uh, and say, hey, we want to represent um, Bolivia in the thing. And they got like – they already had kind of like dual citizenship anyway. Okay. And so they, they just – they put it together, got some sponsors from Bolivia, and they put up the, um, everything. And they went and they
0: – Wow. That's the cool. Olympics.
2: And it turns out that there's apparently, there's a lot of countries that the only representation they have is, is from because they Americans America. who Americans representing them.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I've, I've just learned about that recently is most of them are Americans, but they have like some distant relative. <laughs>
2: that yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: That country. So a lot of the Olympics is America versus America, but yeah. Under just, a different banner. Yes. Yes. which is really weird. but
2: it it helps because what happens is that a lot of these countries realize that by doing that, having the representation there mm-hmm. that people in their their country go, we have we have an Olympic team. I can do this <laughs> And oh. so then they start jumping. so it always it helps it enhances it oh, yeah kind of yeah. gets them gets them all interested and okay, starts participating. So it's kind of helped build it up. Oh that's
0: that's pretty cool yeah i didn't even think of that either so you're at the olympics how does that yeah. compare how was that was it big
2: was it little well i mean the you know they they made it seem like it was a bigger deal than it was i mean we got there it was in a theater and there was probably maybe 140 people there Oh, okay the, the theater seat would seat five or six hundred so it was it okay wasn't, wasn't as many because You know.
0: Right, right.
2: But it was still a huge honor. It was really cool. They gave us a little, you know, medallion for doing it. Right. Oh, yeah. We got, like, a fleece jacket. You get a bunch of swag.
0: And those funny hats. Did they get, remember when everyone wore those? the Roots (laughs) berets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember everybody wearing those. But, But, yeah, that's probably something that's a lot cooler to have on your resume. Then I guess it sounds yeah, like it yeah,
2: yeah, it's a lot cooler than what an actual was right? right. Which, is, which is probably my entire career, to be honest. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, when people say, "Oh, you're a comedian," that must be exciting. It's like, Meh. it's not,
0: it's not it's as really cool not. as it sounds.
2: The, but the exciting part is the one hour I spend on stage. the Rest of the time, I'm you, just th- an unemployed bum. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, oh. <sighs> As soon is, as I get off stage, I, I'm just I'm looking for my next next job. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's how I would always think about it. Is they're paying me for the in between the jobs, and I do the show for free. But they're paying me for
2: yeah. Pay you're you're it, being paid because of what you can do. And yeah, you're you're yeah right. That but makes, it's still you uh, know
0: yeah. I know it's rough. So how do you get how do you go from that and then you become the house MC at the new well guys? we
2: so we. Like I quit my job. I was working for UTA, at the the trains. Okay. The tracks. I'd work the tracks. The track system. Yeah.
0: You were driving the train.
2: I was uh, prepping. They come in. We clean them and oh, okay. fix them up and make minor repairs and then send them out. That gotcha. Okay. Shift. Okay. Right. And so when uh, we opened the club, I quit my job and I went all in. And oh, I was helping manage the club and I was doing all the doing a lot of leg work going out and giving out passes to people and just promoting, kinda, you know, right. promoting as best I could. And um, at first he was going to have a rotation, not really have kind of like he does now where he doesn't really have a set MC. Right. But back at that point in time, there really just wasn't a lot of comedians. Right. And so he's just like, look, you're just. You just got to be it for now. And so I just, I ran every single show. And we were doing shows Thursday through Sunday. Right. And then we were also doing an open mic on Wednesdays. And I was running all of it, every single show. How long do you do that for? Like, About you do that for a years. While. Yeah, three, three years, yeah, three years. Three
0: years every night that the club's open.
2: Every night the club is open for three years. And for, would you
0: say emceeing? Middle or headliner is the toughest.
2: Um, MC MC is the Absolutely. hardest because you
0: go up cold.
2: You go up cold, and you have you've you've got to get that show going.
0: Yeah, it's on it's, you. It's on you to make if it, these things happen. <laughs> if it's a dud, it's it's on yeah. your back. And then basically. if you
2: have a guest spot that goes up there and they eat it, you got to go back up and get yes. the crowd going again. So even if you get them, if the next comic kills it, you got to go up and yes. <laughs> get them. Back. Oh yeah. Oh
0: gosh. Yes. And that was tough too, because in those days he was doing the, um, he would give you guys would give out passes for free for Thursday and Sunday. Yes. So it would be the same crowd pretty much on
2: Thursday and Sunday. Yes. Uh and then I was having to get up there and get going. And then there were times, you know, if for whatever, whatever reason, you know, if, uh, MC, if, uh, headliner didn't show up or middle didn't show up I'd have to cover for it
0: oh did that yeah. ha- ever happen a yeah.
2: lot yeah we had uh well, oh my favorite one actually well okay so I had at one time where the headliner went short so he so we got like 25 minutes left on the oh, show and he no. gets off stage my I can staff guess who just, that was <laughs> waitstaff just barely dropped checks well it happened to me twice oh And so I just went up there and finished the show out. I just went and closed it out. I just did the last 20 minutes. And uh, do you
0: have, have you burned through all of your material or do you have enough material at, at this point?
2: At that point in time, I think I had about four or five hours of material. Oh, wow. So, so you did, were fine,
0: like, material-wise. Yeah, let's do it. You know. How did that go? Where people... <laughs> What's people's reaction when they see you come up and do another half hour after well, the headliner?
2: Fortunately, good, because everybody liked me. Oh, yeah. You know that helps. I mean? Plus, I, yeah. I do uh, do a lot of improv when I need to. I can pull that off. And right, so, yeah. I just had fun. I just did it. And then you know the afterwards, he's like, you know, you shouldn't do that. When the headliner comes off stage, the show's over. And I'm like, no. As long as my waitstaff hasn't been able to pick up checks, the show's going on. Yeah. With or without you.
0: Yeah, because then you're out all that money that, <laughs> because people yeah. just leave and they haven't paid their
2: bill. Yeah, and I was like, why'd you get off stage early? He says, well, you know, I just flew in today, and I just figured, you know, <laughs> a shorter show would be better because, you know, I was a little tired. And I'm going, well, why didn't you tell me that before you got on stage? Right. Our expectations that you're going to do at least 45, not 20.
0: Right. How did he do the rest of the week? Did he do oh, the
2: whole time? Oh, he made sure he went over. He did oh, okay. an hour five, hour two. He wanted to <laughs> okay. make sure I knew
1: he could, he do, could do, it. do his full time. <laughs> oh, my Because
2: I just I laid into it. I was like, I can't believe you did Yeah. That. Who does that? Was he... Newer? Had he no, had a I think he was just kind of big league and he was just oh. like, oh, yeah, you know, I can do whatever I want. You know, oh, I'm okay. tired. I just didn't feel like it. I was like, okay, well. Interesting. You're, you're,
0: you're and it, it was a newer club, so he thought he could uh, yeah, get away with it. I figured he just, yeah. Wow.
2: So I just went up there and ran it up his butt because I did. <laughs> I finished stronger than he did.
0: Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So you feel even better about I was it. Like, so that's why yeah. he
2: wanted to go long, was to keep me upstage. <laughs> You don't show him up again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was it was funny because Keith Keith used to call me the sponge of comedy, and the reason he called me that was because I could either I could either ring it in or ring or let it out. Okay. So whatever the whatever the the need in the room was, I could do it. Okay. If it needed more, I could give it. If I needed less, I could pull it back. That's true. I could change the room to whatever needed for the next comic. That's
0: true. I remember if I can tell this really quick, uh-huh. just to interrupt you. I remember <laughs> I I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't think it will. We were there was a show and it was I think it was one of the Sunday one of the ones that had just seen us perform a couple days ago. Yeah. And they were giving they were giving us nothing. And <laughs> you, so you were I was standing in the back and you came over and you go you go. You go All right. They asked for it. I gave them as much of a chance as they could, but they're getting poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh. <laughs> they're giving us nothing. And you went up and gave them poop jokes, and
2: they loved it. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
0: Sorry. Oh. I had to get that
2: in. <laughs> no, that is so funny, because, yeah. Did I ever tell you what, How what, why I had poop jokes? <laughs> <laughs> no, for it them. Was, it was literally because I hated audience. When I hated the audience. Well, see, I did this show down at Johnny B's. You remember Johnny B's? Oh yeah, Popeye? yeah. I go up. I do my set, and it and the way they did it back then was the open mic was the was the Friday night show. Okay, so you could sign up to be on the Friday night show. Is the kind of the the way they did open mic for Johnny
0: B's. So, but it was an r- actual headliner. But it the was openers were club, open mic. But oh, the
2: opening, wow. the first half hour was okay. Was open mic basically? Okay, so I was MCing, right? Right. So I go up there, I, I get the crowd going, and I and and I do I okay, you know, it was fine. Good set. Yeah. You know, no problems. This kid gets up there and he does five minutes of fart jokes. <laughs> okay, not even good fart jokes. He just, stole most of them from Johnny B himself, actually.
0: Really? Yeah, but okay. Johnny B
2: hadn't done comedy there in a long time. But okay, you no, know, he did. He used to have a whole. Was thing it about Biscuit fart that jokes. opened that? Was that Johnny, Johnny B? Biscuit, yeah, right? Okay, Johnny biscuit.
0: that's right. All right,
2: and so, um, so this kid gets up there and, and the people are just falling out of their chairs laughing all these fart jokes. You know, and I'm sitting there going...
0: you got to be kidding, kidding me. I, I hate you people. <laughs> right.
2: And so as I'm sitting there sitting there in the back of the room, just, you know, seething with just pure <laughs> hatred for this audience, I started writing poop jokes about wiping my butt. And I'm, <laughs> blowing my nose. And just I mean, it's just all just nasty, filthy, dirty, <laughs> stupid jokes. Remember
0: when you would bend over to the crowd and you would mimic wiping <laughs> your butt? <laughs> You would be, he would put his face in the, whoever was in the front row not laughing he would put his butt in their face and, and then pretend to wipe and it would kill
2: oh, it would destroy it and, would so, and the only time I use it, it to this day I still use it when I hate the audience when you have to when I, hate the, when I absolutely hate the audience that's what I give them I give them I give them 45 minutes of poop fart jokes.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's too funny. I am just, like, all these memories are coming flooding back <laughs> as we're talking. <laughs> I gave them a chance. Uh, They're getting poop so jokes. Here we go. <laughs> so, did did it happen a lot where a comic wouldn't show up, and then you were stuck? Holding the
2: bag. Oh well, the the funniest one, this actually involved Walter. Oh, the Our great W. Friend, yes. Yeah. We were I just was, talking about it. I him. was headlining Ogden. Okay. And, you know, the club up there. And I, I get there and it's like, you know, five minutes before showtime, and it's just me. There's oh, no other comedians no. there. But Walter's supposed to MC. Oh no. Get this phone call. Oh no. And at the time, he was a car salesman. Uh-huh. And he called And he loved
0: everybody knowing. <laughs> yes.
2: He calls, he calls the club and says, hey, I'm in the middle of a deal. I can't leave.
0: Oh, I remember this, actually, I think.
2: And so I had to do, I mean, there was nobody in the club to do anything. I had to set up the music, set up the lights. I had to do the old oh. back mic and bring myself on stage.
0: And you put the mic in your pocket as you're running up, as you're doing the back Oh my
2: gosh. I did the entire hour and a half show myself. In fact, it it was really funny because 45 minutes in, I hear this lady looks at me and goes, Don't they usually have more than (laughs) one (laughs) candy? Oh no. And so I told them what was going on. I said, yes, here's the story. Oh, well, that's good. I told them what was going on. And then, I I mean, it was going good up to that point in time. But it was just, everybody's just kind of like, okay, isn't there more? Right. So I told them what was going on. And then from that point on, we were the best of friends. I mean, they just were going... They loved everything even more because they realized that it was a what predicament you were yeah, in. Yeah, I was in this situation oh, where I had to do great. everything.
0: Oh, that's good that it all worked out like that. How big yeah. of a crowd was it? Would you say? Oh, it was
2: packed. It was sold out. I mean, there oh. was we were turning people away at the door. Oh, that's you know? crazy. Oh, what what was funny at the time was sitting down in West Valley. You know, you know, thirty five minutes away. Mm-hmm. There was over. There was about twenty comics just <laughs> sitting around. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I, you know we, we get the word, and then Keith gets the word, and then Keith's like, somebody's got to run up to, run up to Ogden. I think I I
0: think I think got sent up there. Yeah. I think I was doing West Valley. I remember he came over and said, after your set, how fast can you get up to Ogden? So I think I did my set, and then I think I
2: met you the second show. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a – I think ended up three people came up. Was it, was it me? Yeah, I think okay. you and I, the E.K.? Oh, If yeah. I remember correctly, was one of them. Yeah. And then Walter fi- finally showed up. Walter showed up. Showed up. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> He comes stumbling in. What's hey, happening?
2: I was like, guys, oh, you going to share some of your commission with me? <laughs>
0: right. He should have. Oh, Walter. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, he's going to get a kick out of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, i the middle of deal. I'm in the middle of a deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and left you holding the biscuit was there anybody i don't know if you can say was there anybody you thought was going to be super cool like could you guys brought it keep brought in a ton of like big name uh-huh. comics but still does but has there anybody from back in the day not like right now ish time but back then that was like a big who was a big pain
2: A big pain as far as uh, or a jerk brought in.
0: Right, right. Was there anybody Um, that sticks out that? Because that you know, don't ever meet your heroes because they'll always disappoint you.